Welcome to Journey Church. Our church exists to help people find God, experience freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions about Journey Church, please visit us at ourjourney.tv. Welcome home. Welcome to Journey Church. And now, here's Pastor Vince Farrell. Well, good morning, everyone. We are doing a new series focus simply called The Lies We Believe. You know, one of the lies we believed growing up was, and you can finish it if you've heard this, sticks and stones may, but how many of you discovered that's a lie? Man, I want to find the person who wrote that. I want us to look at our Bibles this morning. 3 John chapter 1 through 4, it says this, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Everyone say walking. Walking in the truth. Not just simply knowing the truth, but walking in it. So this morning, what I want to do is I want to talk about what we do believe as Christians. And those of you watching online and those of you here in the building I'm going to give us five, and there's a lot, believe me, there's a lot of things I believe as a believer of of Christ, but I just want to hone it down to five to allow the Holy Spirit to challenge you. Maybe these are things you don't believe. Maybe you're a Christian, but you'd be honest enough to say, I really haven't made that a foundational truth in my life. And if this is something you've not done, I want to encourage you to start locking this as a foundation truth because these foundation truths that I give us this morning will give us the ability to stand strong when everything else is falling apart. My desire this month is, is for us to journey together and that we would become strong in our faith, that we would become steady during times that are most concerning. Now, throughout history, the early church, they went through some pretty intense and unfathomable circumstances. The early church went through some things that you and I have not even gone through. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not minimizing what you and I are going through in our current culture. I think we would all agree that our nation is a mess. The early church stood on solid principles of God's word. Did you catch that? Not hyper-emotionalism, but God's word. The book that you and I bring to this building, the, the book that we have several different translations in our smartphone, God's word. And they stood on the gospel. They stood on the promise that's found in Christ. Amen? They put their trust not in what they could get out of this thing of following Jesus, but instead they put their faith in the person of Jesus Christ. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children don't just hear the words that the preacher says, but they actually apply the word and walk it out in their everyday, confusing, turmoil, chaotic lives. I think it's fair to say that our nation is is extremely divided. People are angry, they're frustrated, they're bitter, they're anxious. And right now, Christians, I think, have have lost their bearings. Let me give us a couple scripture verses. First, Psalms chapter 125, 1 and 2. 
Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. It goes on to say, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from the time forth and forevermore. Those are two promises that you and I can stand on. Amen? What we need to establish as we get ready to move forward in this series, The Lies We Believe, is what do you believe? Isaiah chapter 8, 12, and 13. Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do. Hallelujah. And don't live in dread of what frightens them. If you're going to live in dread, if you're going to live in fear, <laughs> here's what God's word says. Live in fear of who God is. He's the judge that sees everything. He sees what's happening behind closed doors. He is the one you should fear. He is the one who should make you tremble. But he's also a God of justice. We don't need to be, buy into the lies that are being fed to us on a daily basis through music, through TV, of, of talk radio. And so I want to share with you some of the truths to help us live by. And here's the good news. These truths cannot be voted out. These truths are not based on whoever the president is. These truths are not based on how you feel when you wake up. These truths are not based on our freedoms eroding away. They are true regardless of your economic status, regardless of your political affiliation, regardless of how you feel when you wake up. These truths are true yesterday, today, and forevermore. So let me give you the first one, since you're so anxious to hear it. We believe that Jesus Christ is still the Lord of the universe with universal authority. Let that soak in. Jesus Christ is the Lord of the universe. And he still has authority in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. He still has authority in the United States of America. He still has authority all around this globe. When Jesus was before Pilate about to be crucified, for those of you who, who don't know, he was falsely accused. They said things about him that just were not true. And so he stands in front of the governing authority of Rome. His name was Pontius Pilate. And Pilate asked him some questions and Jesus wouldn't answer. He's like, you know, listen, Jesus, I'm trying to help you out here. If you just tell me what I want to hear, then I won't kill you on the cross. And Jesus responds, you have no authority. You have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Let that soak in, church. Because if we don't understand that the governing authorities have their power because God allowed it, then we will miss out on what truth is. And we will buck up and rebel against those in authority thinking we're righteous. When instead, what we're being is wicked. I got in a, uh, 
pretty heated argument with a family member. <laughs> and, um, and boy, we were going back and forth, back and forth. And what really shook this person is that I would not say anything negative regarding President Trump. And I would not say anything negative after the election about President Biden. And I was trying to explain to this person, listen, the reason why I refuse to say anything negative about the governing authorities is because the moment I say something negative about our president, about our government, about the governing authorities, what I'm saying to them, I might as well say to God, I don't trust you. God, I, got, I think you got this one wrong. Hello, God, I don't know if you see things happening here, but I don't think you're doing a very good job. That's what complaining against authority is spiritually. Boy, that's a good message, Pastor Vince. Thank you. I know, I know it's not popular, but it's the truth. Uh, you know what? Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they rebelled against the governing authorities. Yeah, they did, with honor. That's not my notes. I need to move on. Okay. Are y'all here this morning? I know this is hard because we love to criticize people we don't agree with. Last week, we celebrated with water baptism. And I, I, boy, it wasn't just so much fun celebrating with those making that rededication of their life. I always quote Matthew 28, 19, where Jesus said, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But, but right before Matthew 28, 19, there is a scripture verse called Matthew 28, 18, thank you. Um, where'd it go? Yeah. Jesus comes to his disciples and he says to them, hey guys, this is after he, he was crucified, rose again. He appeared to the disciples and he says, guys, I have been given all the authority in heaven and in earth and now I'm giving that authority to you to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All authority has been given to Jesus. And if I truly believe that, then it's going to dictate how I talk about individuals and authorities that I don't agree with. Because all authority has been given to Christ. And there is a plan set out before us that you and I don't have all the details. Number two, we believe that the kingdom of God will continue to advance until every enemy of God is put under the feet of Jesus. I believe and as a Christian, we should believe that the kingdom of God will continue to advance until every enemy is put under the feet 
of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 25, for he must reign till he has put all the enemies under his feet. Isaiah chapter nine, verse seven, for the increase of his government and the peace will be no, and peace there will be no end. We love to say that during Christmas time when Jesus is born. We quote this scripture, but do we believe it? Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome when Nero was in charge. Now, Nero was a horrible person. How many of you know anything about Nero? A few of you, okay. Let me, let me help the rest of us. So in the early church, after Jesus had ascended, gave the Great Commission, Christians started spreading. Nero hated Christians. Well, first of all, let me just tell you the type of person he is. Nero thought his own mother was going to rebel against him, so he murdered her. And his wife didn't like that, so guess what he did to her? Killed her. He gets married again, and it's believed that he killed her as well. Hasn't been confirmed, but that's what people believe. Anyone that had anything negative to say about him, he would execute them. When Christians were rising up and talking about love and Jesus and who, who God was and that you too could have this change of life, you too could experience freedom despite being bound by Nero, he would capture Christians, put them on poles in his private gardens and use them as human torches at his events. Nero was a bad leader, amen? He burned down Rome and he blamed the Christians. And so Paul talks to them and he says, listen guys, everyone has heard your obedience. So I rejoice because of you, but I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. For the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. I want us to pay attention what Paul writes to the early Christians when they were being persecuted. It's not a prayer to say, I never want to be persecuted again, Lord. Please take this cup from me. But it's a prayer about enduring during the persecution. You're being persecuted. You're being set on fire. You're being paraded in gladiator fights. I pray that you understand that one day God, his plans will be fulfilled and he's going to crush Satan under his feet. Sobering prayer. We need to understand something about God's plans. Because I don't know about you, but I believe I serve a God that knows more than I do. And so his ways are higher than my ways. His understandings are beyond my comprehension. And here's something we need to understand about God. The kingdom of God advances from triumph to triumph, each time cleverly disguised as a defeat. God advances 
His plan moves from victory to victory, and each time it's disguised as defeat. Jesus on the cross, everyone not knowing what was going to happen the next day. It looked as if Jesus had been defeated. But instead, it was God's plan advancing. That's good news, church. Here's number three. We believe the gospel of Jesus is salvation for whomsoever believes in him. It has the power. Jesus has the power to save all who call on him. This is something that social justice can't do. This is something that mega can't do. Ooh, I got nothing on that one. Black Lives Matter can't save. Your political party can't save. And you know what? False religions can't either. Whether it be Mormon, whether it be Buddha, whether it be Islam, whether it be Scientology, they can't save. Jesus and Jesus alone can save. Doesn't mean we don't stop loving and caring and, and striving to invite them to a relationship with Father God through His Son, Jesus Christ. But we need to understand we all have different passions here. Don't allow your passion to take the front seat of what Jesus wants you to do. This is what disgusts me about American Christianity. We have somehow paralleled our political party with Christianity. And I got news for you. Jesus is not a Republican and Jesus is not a Democrat. Jesus is king. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that he is Lord, not that political affiliation person, not Obama, not Trump, not Biden, not anyone who comes after the president, Jesus. So don't get so passionate about your political party and your political person that you fail to preach Jesus as king because you think America's king. Now... Now, again, I know that's not popular because what our city, what our nation needs more than anything else is a revival of who God is and who Jesus is. Jesus answered them and he said, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Pastor Vince, but I know people that are good-hearted people, but they've rejected Jesus. Are, are you saying? No, I'm not saying Jesus said. And I believe what Jesus said. Number four. We believe God will work all things for good for those that love him and are called according to his purposes. Now, I believe this. That means... The good things that happen in my life, they happen for a reason, according to his purpose. The negative things that happen, that God somehow is going to work that out for good. All things, even the worst that evil men can mean towards me and mean towards you to cause harm, God can work it out for good. Romans 8.28 says this actual scripture verse. That we know that all things work together for good for those that love him and are called. Now, again, let me interject some biblical truth here. Love, God, is more than saying 
God, I love you. My wife and I, next April, we celebrate 25 years of marriage. We did not last that long because of just saying the words, I love you. We had to follow it up with some actions and belief systems that parallel to that word. God works all things out for good for those that love him. Those that have an understanding of who God is. And there's this respect, this, this holy fear of I don't want to disappoint him. That I want to do everything in my ability to, to please God. And, and live out my life decisions based on my love for him, not my, my fear for him. I wake up every day and I don't have any fear that Laura is going to leave me. She knows what she got. <laughs> but I, don't, I, don't, I wake up every day knowing that my wife loves me. And I, I hope she wakes up every day knowing that I love her. Our relationship with our Heavenly Father is based on love. Knowing what He did for you and me. Knowing that our sin put Him on the cross and that He forgave us of our sin. And because of that forgiveness, there is a freedom to live for Him. And that when evil comes our way, when, when chaos comes our way, instead we have a confidence in who God is to get us through it. Because there is too much on our plate to handle this alone. And Jesus said, you don't have to handle it alone. Amen? Amen. A love a called according to his purposes. When we read about the life of Joseph, there was over 14 years between the vision he was given as a young man, being sold into slavery by his brothers, falsely accused, in the dudgeon, interpreting dreams. Hey, remember me when you get out of prison and they forget about him and he spends more time in prison until Pharaoh, 14 years. And some of us are frustrated because a change hasn't happened in our life over six months. Because a, an answer to prayer hasn't happened in two years. I'm not negating that. Believe me, I have been there too. Year after year praying God, year after year. They were afraid of what Joseph was going to do to them. But here's what he said. He tells his brothers, you intended to harm me. But God intended to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Quick history lesson. At that time, no one knew of Jehovah. The superpower, the mega power of the world back then was a place called Egypt. The most money the best armed forces. I mean, everything, everyone wants to live in Egypt. And God gives the vision to a wicked ruler because he's going to introduce himself to the world. And that's what happens. Seven years of prosperity, seven years of famine. You fast forward, you find out that all throughout the known world at that time, whenever God's people would go and visit other countries, they would say, we've heard about you. You're the God that brought all of those captives out of Egypt. We've heard about this God you speak of. 
an unknown God at the time, now has a worldwide exposure. Why? Because God had bigger plans than just you being in a pit for a season. God had bigger plans than you just being where you're at right now. Number five, we believe that God's word is relevant and applicable for our lives today. Second Timothy chapter 3.16, you probably know John 3.16. John 3.16 is for God so loved the world. Well, memorize this one too. Second Timothy 3.16. All scripture, not some of it, not we pick and choose what we do and don't like about it. We can't believe Jesus rose from the dead, but we don't like what Deuteronomy says regarding other things. So we just pick and choose what we believe. No, no, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking. Oh my goodness, don't we love that one? I don't. For correcting and training in righteousness. Some of us in this room, we believe in God the Father. We believe in His Son. We believe. But when it comes to allowing God to penetrate our lives, well, I don't know if I believe that. You need to believe it. It's part of being a Christian. When you said yes to Jesus, you said yes to His Daddy's book that you a servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for what? For every good work. This is not some collection of books and stories written by man's imagination. This is, this is the one story pointing lost humanity back to their creator. This book, please understand this, this book that we call God's holy word, the main theme is God and his kingdom. The main theme of the Bible is God and his kingdom. And he wants lost humanity to join him. The main focus is Jesus. All throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, you see Jesus moving throughout the words, bringing lost humanity back to God and his kingdom. Which means... If Jesus is the main character, guess who is not? Me <laughs> and you. Because when I believe that I'm the main character and it's all about me, I become prideful, I become haughty, I become irresponsible, I become untouchable, and, and that's not what God's called us to be. So over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about the lies we believe, but I felt it was important for us to first of all talk about what we do believe. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. If you have any questions about Journey Church, please visit us at OurJourney.tv. Now, let's go this week and be the church in our community as we focus on loving God and loving others. See you next week.